This is Echo Zoe Radio, episode 155 for March 2021, with Steve Gretsch on the dangers of conspiracy theories. Welcome to Echo Zoe Radio, the podcast outreach of Echo Zoe Ministries, where you'll hear about important topics affecting the church today. Our primary goal is to explore a variety of issues while remaining faithful to God and His Word. Stay with us for the next hour as your host, Andy Olson, shares his conversation with this month's guest. Here's your host, Andy Olson. I'm Andy Olson. Thanks for listening to Echo Zoe Radio. This is episode 155 for March 2021 with Steve Gretsch on the dangers of conspiracy theories. Steve is a friend and has helped me recently in dealing with anxiety over America's political situation. I asked him to come in to discuss conspiracy theories, and in this conversation you're about to hear, we discuss the dangers of conspiracy theories, how our Christian worldview can draw us into conspiracy theories, and how a deeper focus on the scriptures can pull us back out of an unhealthy preoccupation with conspiracy theories. It's really difficult to articulate what we really want to communicate about conspiracy theories, but I think you'll enjoy the discussion anyway. We really did try to weave a discussion of the gospel throughout the show. Show notes for this episode are available at echozoe.com slash 155. Also, social media continues to be a mess, and I want to reemphasize that there are a number of options to connect with Echozoe and receive alerts for new episodes. The Facebook and Twitter accounts still exist, and I continue to post new episode alerts, but I'm not really active on either platform anymore. Parlor has been coming back online over the last two weeks or so, and you can follow Echozoe on Parlor. There's also a Telegram channel that is just getting started. And uh, interaction with Echozoe is most reliable, as always, through the website, which isn't hosted on a service that's currently known for deplatforming. There's a comment section on the most recent posts that remains open for 90 days. And I welcome your feedback there. You can also send me an email via the form at echozoe.com slash contact. I've been fairly impressed lately with the speed at which people are pushing back against cancel culture, setting up new platforms that are better defended against it. So as the dust settles, I look forward to engaging in social media once again. And with that, here's my discussion with Steve. Steve, um, welcome to my home and welcome to Echozoe Radio. It's uh it's kind of fun to have you here, and it's great to be here. It's always cool Greetings. to have somebody in studio. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. So um, we're going to talk about conspiracy theories, and there's a little bit of a backstory to why this and stuff, but a lot of it is tied to the political, the recent political history. I don't want it to be a political discussion right. as much as possible. Now, now that said, I'll be the guy that breaks the rule and, <laughs> and does it, but... But anyway, um, I want to talk about like a biblical perspective on conspiracy theories. Now, they are typically a political matter, but um, kind of the the recent history that we've gone through with with our election. And then, um, you know, I'll just say it. I, you know, I believe that the election was stolen Mm. and whatnot. And then even some of the things that were going on pretty strongly with under Trump, a lot of conspiracy theories and, and whatnot under how things were working under Trump and, right. and um, I've seen a lot come and go and 
and I've had some concerns about it, and I wanted to mm-hmm. talk about it because because of those concerns, and I, I think they can be dangerous, and I think that um, well, we'll get into it. We got an hour to talk, okay? But um, part of why I asked you to come in and talk with me was that uh, post election, especially as we were getting into end of December and January, and seeing that that uh, the stolen election wasn't going to be unstolen. Right. Um, I was under a lot of anxiety and, um, and it was really hard on me for a while. And, and you were a, a big help. Thank and you. I appreciated your wisdom and your prayers and, and just being able to help me work through some of those things. And, and, um, I'm, I don't have the anxiety anymore. The, the, the reasons for it are still there, but the Lord's answered the prayer. And I think he's helped me kind of shake it off and, mm. and get back to serving and, and doing what I, you know, he has for me and whatnot, but, yeah. but, um, I've seen even within our own church that there's been different, uh, different people with different, um, stories and views. And some of them, I think falling into some of this conspiracy theory type stuff. And, uh, I've appreciated our conversations and, and working through some of this and stuff. But, um, so one of the things that I have really been working on in my own mind on conspiracy theories is how are just having a biblical worldview kind of sometimes will will lead people into conspiracy theories that that our worldview kind of sets us up for it in some ways yeah but then as we get deeper into our worldview and 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 really getting more into our bibles that can also kind of lead us back out too right i i, I think um the reason for that is because we have an eschatology, we have scripture that gives us this end times scenario that there's a lot of, there's a lot that's there that's for us to know. And we do know, mm-hmm. but there's also things we don't know. And it's the, to me, it's the not knowing mm-hmm. that can be difficult. For yeah. instance, uh, when a person when when a person becomes ill, um, and this is a only a little off track, but um, I had a, a situation personally where I had this back problem, and it was a uh, there was a we found out many years later that I had a some inflammation inside my spinal cord, and I'm kind of getting the long way around about not knowing. I didn't know for 12 years what my problem was. Mm -hmm. And then, then finally I got, I got, you know, I had some, some health issues and I was in the hospital and the doctor came in and he told me what the diagnosis was, which I never, no one had ever told me what this diagnosis was. Well, I can't tell you how much of a relief that was to just have a name mm-hmm. to what my situation was. I can sympathize being with, I, I've talked with, with you personally and on the podcast a little bit about my dealing with fatigue issues for many, many years. And yeah. and still, I, you know, I don't have answers. I don't know why I'm, you know, I've got suspicions. Right. I, I've got some things that I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, some of it is diet related because I don't eat very well. Uh, but there are other issues too that can't explain everything, and so yeah, I can definitely sympathize that just having a, a better idea what 
what's my problem would, would certainly help. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, I, I, I think that is the not knowing and the fear of, of not knowing, you mm-hmm. know, with your health, you know, we all kind of self-diagnose ourselves. I mean, we all know to some extent, we know our bodies, what they're capable of doing, what they're not capable of doing, what we should or shouldn't be doing. And to not know is tough. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it brings in a certain element of fear that. Um, well, that's, I think you brought up the eschatology angle as far as the conspiracy theory and getting back to the subject is that <laughs> I think that's, um, that is a big thing. And I, and I didn't put it on my notes here, but that, that definitely is a big thing. I think we, you know, you and I are both pre-millennial and I think that, um, getting back to how a biblical worldview can, can lead people into conspiracy theories. And I think especially being pre-millennial right. can do that. And you do see some of it with, uh, you know, I do, I, I see in the other world, the other eschatological views, I see some a little bit, but I think we as pre-millennial are especially inclined right. to be looking for certain events that are coming on the world stage. And, and you want to, you know, you, you'll hear some of the big name conspiracy theorists start to explain how things are happening behind the scenes and whatnot. Right. And, and that's, I know that's my mind does that a lot where kind of get that Hal Lindsey's, you know, what he's famous for is you're, you're reading the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other and right. then trying to put the two together. And, uh, but then again, you know, as I was saying, as we get deeper into our Bible and learning it better, we also can can see where we need to pull back away from that, where that that might be our human nature, mm-hmm. getting a worldview or a proper worldview, but then our human nature pulling us along with that also yeah. inclines us to some conspiracy theory type stuff. Well, that's kind of why I brought up the the health thing because you know I'm trying to point out the fear aspect, yeah, and the un and the fear of the unknown, and and uh, you know as we study scripture the church no we know that there that there is you know a um an eschatological i always struggle with that word <laughs> yeah. uh that the future we know that at some point there will be a one world government we know that right well the 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 unchurched the unbelievers they don't know that i mean they may have some fraction small fraction of a of a concept of it but you know, if you don't know, well, you just or don't. They, or they even maybe think it's a good thing, you know, that if we. Yeah. Um, but if you if don't. They're all working together and heading in the same direction worldwide, that that right. might work towards peace and and whatnot. But, <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, they're, they're going in a, they're going in a different direction than we are for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah. So but as we study scripture and we learn, you know, from our teachers, we are kind of getting like, oh, um, this is looking kind of like it. We're kind of thinking, wow, yeah. is this it or is this not it? We're, mm-hmm. we're seeing things happening that don't make sense to us, bring a little bit of fear and anxiety. And Yeah. And well, that was where my anxiety was coming up. And, and then not only do you and I share a pre-millennial view, but we're in even a smaller niche together where we're both more inclined towards a pre-wrath view of rapture. And so... Um, that, that brought out some anxiety in me because I, I really do. Mm. My own view is that that's the more biblical view of the rapture. And I'm not right. here to argue that with people who disagree in this context right now. That's, that's a different show for a different time. But, <laughs> but, no, but having that view means that 
that I'm expecting to go into that seven year period that Daniel predicted. And you know, that a lot of people would call the great tribulation, right? That, um, I don't expect to go all the way through it. I, you know, I do believe the rapture would come along some, right. some point before it's over. Right. Um, and then on top of that, I don't expect that even to make it to the rapture personally. I think the odds are stacked against me that right. martyrdom or, uh, you know, death by famine or, or some other thing is going to come up yeah. that's going to take me before that. But that's well, where anxiety comes in. And I've joked kind of half joked that, that, um, a lot of my anxiety is, is also being a father and a husband and that right. I've got four kids and, and if it was just me, I'd grab some snacks and watch the world burn. <laughs> but I've got these kids that, you know, I'm anticipating that we're, we're, we, you know, we may, we may not, we may be getting close to this period of time in history and Jesus coming soon. And, and uh, just knowing that, well, that's awesome. Right. <laughs> There's some really tough times between here and there that, that we'll have to get through. And I got a family to, to usher through that too. And yeah. that's very anxiety inducing. Yeah. So, I mean, as we see some some uh, events that appear to be clues towards these, you know, what we see in Scripture, for instance, um, you know, a lot of, of the chatter now is the, the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is this a precursor or the, the groundwork being laid towards the mark of the beast? Mm-hmm. Um, so you got it. Yeah. That's the one that comes up a lot. Yeah. A lot of people are, this one is a vaccine, but for the, you know, I've 20 years that I've been a Christian, things come up almost on an annual basis where, right. Is this thing, you know, laying the groundwork? Is that laying the groundwork? Yeah. One thing I've, one thing I've learned here recently is I, I think there's, there's going to be conspiracy theorists and, and or or just chatter in the system on both sides of the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have you know you have the left and the right. I mean, okay, we're, we're not going to go political, but there's on on the entire spectrum from the left to the right politically and everything in between. You you got to wonder. I mean, that what people's motives are for. Um, because you can make a lot of money on fear and greed, and I think the stock market has. That's a very interesting point to bring up because I think yeah. a lot of that, the more recent conspiracies that have come up have been driven by that. The mm-hmm. clickbaiters, those people, the, the grifters, yeah. the people who have figured out a way to, to drive um, viewerships and audiences and stuff and make turn that into um, a way to make money. Right. So don't we can't rule that out. I mean, uh, you just have. I just think we need to ask ourselves that question. I, I, I had a. I work in the hospital, and I had a surgeon once tell me, "Video Steve," and that's my name at work. Follow the money. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, you know, that just kind of stuck with me. It's like mm-hmm. follow the money, and you know who stands. Ask yourselves the question: Who stands the profit by this? Mm-hmm. I mean, really. I mean, you know, it might be true, and it might not. Uh, you know, the thing that our Lord says in, in Matthew 24, he's, uh, when the disciples asked him about the end times, you know, when's it going to happen and what's it going to look like? I'm paraphrasing, of course. Mm-hmm. First thing he says is, watch out. That you're not deceived. Don't be deceived. Mm-hmm. Our Lord said, don't be deceived. Watch out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that, I mean, that that's, again, it's getting back to how... 
our worldview kind of can incline us towards in some ways. Yeah. Is a lot of that's driven by people who say, don't be deceived, yet then they use that to turn around and deceive us. Right. To say, you know, and, and I coined this term, and I've never heard anybody else use it, but um, I think it really fits a lot of this, the political conspiracy theories, and that, I think it, I, the term is political Gnosticism. Okay, yeah. Because a lot of the people that seem to subscribe to some of these political conspiracy theories Team seem to have that secret knowledge, mm-hmm. and and they almost like, you know, talking about the grifters. I mean, when you've got knowledge somebody else doesn't have, whether it's real or not, and people get turned on to it, you know, they can start making making money off of it. Right. You know, it's funny, uh, Andy. I, I, I when you look at some of these websites, and they all have their products that they're selling too. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one of them was some kind of a water filter. So, yeah. And I mean, the I've, colloidal silver and the yeah, I, and, I, the, I, and the um, the food. Uh, <laughs> they call them the survival food. The, yeah. Oh, Patriot. <laughs> wasn't it Patriot? Uh, um, survival or something like so that. You buy a bucket of food that lasts twenty five years. You know the right. basically the military. Um, you know, dried food stuff that, yeah, the MREs, you know, it's kind of, it, it is kind of follow the money and it's, you know, I think it's, I don't no, think it's it necessarily like, you know, I don't want to dissuade people on that. I mean, get buying a, a couple buckets of MREs isn't necessarily a bad thing. And then, you know, we're not, not pointing people away from that, but right. Um, it, it's just a whole, I, I guess what I'm getting at is the whole lifestyle, you know, right. The, the, Everything is conspiracy. And we, we do. That's the other problem is that there, we all know there is a grand conspirator. Right. And, and that's part of our biblical worldview. There is a conspiracy, right. a grand conspiracy that we can read in our scripture. As far as, as, far as preparing, and, and I agree with you, you know, to have a little food on hand or, you know, I have water in my basement. I mean, some of this just makes sense mm-hmm. uh, based on uh, where we live. I mean, for instance, we live in a very cold climate here. It may not be a bad idea if the furnace goes down to have, you know, an electric heater or something or, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, you know, a generator, a generator or, generator or what, whatever. Even now, as we're recording, we're just coming out of a period where Texas was hit by that. And Absolutely. And people, I, people dying because they ended up sitting in their garages, running their cars to stay warm, not, not realizing that they're putting themselves into a carbon monoxide situation. Yeah, I heard that they're actually burning their fences to, to oh, generate wow. heat. They're tearing down their fences and burning them. Wow. So it's like a little a little preparation is 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 a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a point where you cross the line as a believer in Jesus Christ when we cross that line, you know, we we I just think we need to be in the word mm-hmm. obviously to know you kind of feel it in your gut. Boy, I crossed the line. You know, I've gone, I've gone into the realm of fear and and or greed. It, there's this line there, and I, I yeah. can't tell you where it is. Yeah. But it's like, uh, oh, I'm into fear now. I'm hoard. Okay, I could have had, I you know, twenty maybe twenty gallons of water, but I bought a thousand gallons of water. <laughs> well, that's 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 crossing the line. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know. Or I put well, that line wet. definitely is different from everybody, but I yeah. think so. I mean, you know, it, it, it absolutely. If you gotta, mm-hmm. you know, feed a you know, a, a big yeah, family. Yeah, and I think like uh, just living through this this virus and and seeing occasional shutdowns and the economy just comes to a screeching halt and stuff. 
you know, again, it, it's good to have some things on hand for, for right. that. But we're not going to, I mean, you and I are pre-wrath. I'm expecting, um, I mean, there's a there's a lot to get into with that. Um, you know, the, the sign that Jesus gave us to look for doesn't happen until that seven-year period is half over. Right. So we got half, you know, somewhere somewhere under half of that three seven years. So three and a half years, maybe three years that that we would anticipate going through some pretty tough times. I'm not going to stockpile three years worth of food. Right. And, and, and for six, you know, I've got four kids and a wife, and that would be a lot to stockpile. Right. That would be overdoing it. And then, am I am I trusting the Lord to provide? Yeah. And I mean, there, there's a, there's a level of trust there that almost seems like it's like, would be like, how am I going to do this? Mm -hmm. How is it possible to make this happen? Yeah. And that's, I think where the fear and the anxiety well, and I kicks like that in. You use that word fear because and anxiety, because fear is really, I, I, I you know, the things that I, we're talking about, it, there's really ways to see it that's why it could be wise either way. But but checking that motivation, I think, is where you're going to see, is it the right thing to do? Yeah. If your motivation is, well, the Lord uh, the Lord provided me with the ability to do this and just knowing that it's coming, let's be ready. Right. Um, that might be wisdom, but, but is am I doing it because I'm scared? You know, then you know. Fear really is the opposite of faith. And right. so... If you're if you're doing things because you're afraid, then you're not living in faith. I I also think that we we could we should consider being uh, a resource for. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe there's people around us that you know. I live in a, a, a fairly close neighborhood. We have other believers that are you know a few doors down, and I don't I don't ask them. What is, you know, what are you doing to prepare for, you know, the tribulation? But it's like, eh, you know, these are brothers and sisters in Christ. I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, and I always say maybe. I'm not going to just, I, I hesitate on a lot of fronts to just dig in and dig in with my heels and just say I'm right and that's all there is to it. Mm -hmm. It's like maybe, you know, it's just maybe I could be a resource for people and maybe even the unsaved, you know, yeah. God can use that as a, as a means mm -hmm. to, you know, share the gospel with, you know, in times of trouble when people are, are in pain and they're, they do have fear going on and you, you, you know, to be a resource isn't the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gives us so an opportunity, you know, what does the, the scriptures say? I believe it's in Colossians to make the most of every opportunity. So opportunities, uh, they, they're, they're just out there right now. They abound. They're abounding right now because there's so much fear out there. Well, and that's another angle I think is, um, is important to bring up is you know, when I was, when I'm talking about conspiracy theories and political conspiracy theories, um, I I think the last uh, year or two has shown that they can be on kind of both sides of are they yeah. are they out to get us or are they out to help us? You know, right? And we've seen a lot under President Trump where a lot of the conspiracies are on more of the they're out to the good guys are out doing these things, mm -hmm. and um, and that's you know there's some danger 
there. And I think, I think the, the, I, I, I'm not gonna, I, I don't want to rain on people's parades by naming specific conspiracy theories, but I, but, but I, I think that some of the danger is, um, you, know, you said follow the money and so, you know, you can look at different motivations and you can look at different things that, that result from, from various conspiracy theories, but there's danger because now people are trusting these mysterious good guys. Right. What does that do? It causes you to let, you know, let your guard down. Maybe you're not um, being as, as politically active as you could have been. You're not, um, you know, that's another question. How right. as believers, how, how politically active should we be? But, and I'm not yeah. going to go there, but um, when, when you, you're putting your trust in some unknown uh, who knows who this guy, you know, these people are military or right. whatnot. Some Patriots far off. You're trusting them rather than trusting the Lord. And Right. I, you know, there, there was a line that was crossed in my book. Um, and we were, it was sometime, it, you know, it all kind of is mushed together, but sometime after the election in November, and there was the theories going on about putting the, that the current president Trump, you know, can we go that way that he was going to get back in office? Uh, and there's, there's like these 10 or 20 different paths to, mm-hmm. for that to happen. And then I just kept hearing over and over and over again, trust Trump, trust Trump yep. over again. I'm like, uh, wait a second. And I've been saying, you know, I think, Along the way, even during his presidency, I would I remember saying that Trump is not my king. Mm-hmm. He's not my king. No, right. there is no president that's my king. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is my king. But when I when I'm being told by these conspiracy theorists that you're referring to to trust Trump, and I don't really even know who these people are. I mean, they're right. just some guy or whatever on the internet. I don't, I don't know them. Right. But when somebody tells me to trust, but it's I mean, not that, even it's not even specifically him that, that that was being asked to be trusted because obviously he couldn't do that all himself, right. regardless of it how was trust what, the regardless, plan. right whatever whatever this means was going to be, it was going to rely on people of like mind to right. to be working together. Trust the the plan is the plan was the would other be thing. a thing, yeah, yeah. What plan or the theory, the, the theory, theory that we're yeah. And I, the, the danger, I, I mean, I, I was probably about the same time. Maybe I was a little behind you on that, on, on some of that specific stuff, but seeing the absolute danger in things just for a lot of the same reasons, you know, right. where are we now? I think, you know, like there was talk, you know, we had eight years of Obama and, and he was kind of held as a Messiah figure by the left. Right. And then the people who always really liked Trump, some of them kind of almost seem to do the same thing in some right. ways with Trump was like, uh, he's agree. like a right wing political Messiah. I agree. Yep. And, and I, and I hear a lot from Christians that, well, you know, like you're saying, he's not our King and, you know, like we, uh, why are we, we, we should never put our so much trust in one person in any person. Right. Um, and I think that's, for for some people, that's the right way to frame the mindset. Um, for others, you know, I think 
I came around to liking Trump politically, but never held him as any kind of Messiah figure more as, um, you know, I trust God. And I think that he sometimes will give us relief in, in the political arena or he'll, he'll give us what we don't deserve in the political arena and getting somebody who does things, you know, does the right thing would be a blessing. It would be some of that relief. That's kind of the way I saw. Yeah. Cause we're, they'll, they'll, there will be more in the future. There always is, you know, we're going to have other political figures that come along and right. that we agree with and, and it's okay to agree with them. Yeah. And it's okay to get behind them politically and, and, join them in their political movement. It's just, a, it's, it's just amazing how the, that, uh, excuse me, sorry, that how divided we are as a nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I'm convinced that the left and the right, and we both think we're doing the right thing. Oh yeah. I, I you know, I, I believe that the left, a lot of people will attach evil and, you know, I think you can go there, but mm-hmm. uh, there's, I think that there are seriously some genuine left people who really, really honestly think they're doing the right thing. And based on global warming mm-hmm. and, you know, the whole package around that, moving towards a one world government, that's, they think that's the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then you have the right where, you know, we, we don't think that's the right thing. Mm-hmm. So we, 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 we have this kind of fighting thing going on, but we, we what we all tend to forget is God has a plan. The mm-hmm. grand conspirator, as you put it, this is yeah. not negotiable. Yeah. Well, that's the important <laughs> distinction here is that uh, we're talking about just a clash of worldviews. Right. Now, that's definitely biblical to talk about that. I mean, we see that through and through beginning to end. We see a, a clash of worldviews. Right. Um, you know, my concern and my my um, desire to talk about this subject is is just seeing now on our side and, and having a biblical worldview. And, and when do we cross the line, you know, um, and get dangerous with some of these these different views, these different conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, you know, another big one that is it's not quite as recent, but I I do come across occasionally people that hold to it is uh, and I think is a good a good example without stepping on too big a toes is uh, the the <laughs> flat Earth thing. Oh yeah, and um, I mean, there's a whole sphere of conspiracy theories behind that that and and they can get in. I mean, we can have people who profess belief in Christ who can. And a biblical worldview who can get in and say, well, you know, when you really get into the scriptures, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing that, that's solid on a, a spherical earth and right. whatnot. And they'll get into all kinds of weird stuff. But well, actually there is in Job, as, yeah, as you know. Well, <laughs> but my whole point on bringing up flat earth is that it, it's one that for most, I think most people would say is a pretty kooky theory. Right. And, but, um, but you can also see how it can get dangerous because once you start entertaining it. Right. And, and don't, don't get me wrong. I, I think even the kookiest theories, I think it, it's, it's probably worth at least listening. Yeah. Because <laughs> you never know when, I mean, it's some of the kookiest things end up being true. Right. But um, uh, 
there, you, you got to have a line. I think right. on any of that stuff, you got to have a line where you where you say, okay, once we get far enough along, and it's not proven out, you got to let it go. Yeah, you know, I and I, I believe that, and this is a little off subject, but the scriptures say that we are to renew our minds, and the during that process of renewing your minds and you're studying the Word of God, and we're in we're in there, and we we. I used to have a teacher that would say to make yourself at home in the word of God. Well, that's where is home is the most comfortable place. I mean, you put your feet up, you relax. Mm -hmm. That's where we as believers um, spend our time. And we, God does, God does amazing work through his word. There's a reason that it's going to last. I mean, heaven and earth is going to pass away, but the God's word is going to be around Mm-hmm. The, I mean, it's 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 an amazing book that we have, and it's when the Lord says we can renew our minds, and um, I just think that there's there's um, not sure where I'm going to go with this, but it's we the um, there are people that just come up with this stuff that we think is just so bizarre. I mean, uh, Pastor Eric says, and I I agree with him the. The, the further you get away from scripture, the more pagan you become. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I, I'm convinced and I've heard this talk before that there are two different kinds of people on the planet. There are those that believe and those that don't believe there's really the, that's it. There's just mm-hmm. the two. Mm-hmm. So if you have the two, you have the minds that are being renewed day by day. These are the people that want to please Christ, they want to, their desire, they delight in God's word mm-hmm. and they want to um, please him. And it, it, this is all this, all this is just contrary to the unbelievers, what mm-hmm. they want. Um, and we could just, that would be a whole nother hour there just talking mm-hmm. about that. But yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm getting off track here, but it just seems. Oh yeah, don't worry about that. That's kind of. I, I just. Uh, I think that as we spend time in the Word, yeah, we're gonna. Our minds are gonna be tuned into the things of God. Yeah, and the the conspiracy um, the conspiracy theories that are out there. Um, can well, be- it's just it, it, the, what I have a hard time with is that I do think that. Um, you know, everybody's kind of at a different, you know, if we're in the, the biblical pool, right. We're all, we're all at different depths in that pool. Okay? Exactly. Yes, and, we are. And and I think that there is a, some spot somewhere between, you know, if it's a, we call it a, uh, what do they call it? Zero depth. You know, the newer pool styles where you walk in and oh, it, yeah. it, it just, uh, it goes zero from, entry. Yeah. Where it goes from like, it's almost like a beach where, you know, sure. where it starts like literally it's. It's there's it's dry and then there's a line of water and then it it's, yeah. it doesn't start at two feet deep it starts at zero I think it's called zero entry so somewhere between there and the deep end people get into where it gets really easy I think to start entertaining these conspiracy theory type right. things and 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 then <laughs> you know it's interesting I I I'm gonna do a show and it's probably gonna be next month. Um, I had Fred Butler on 
but, you know, I think we looked it up and it's been 12 years or something. It's been a long time since I had Fred <laughs> Butler on to talk about King James only. Oh. Right. Well, he's going to come back and we're going to talk about King James only again because he's cool. got a book this time. And the book was about, I mean, he, he kind of is trolling the King James only people because he calls mm-hmm. it the conspiracy against God's word. Oh, interesting. But so it's not just a political thing. I mean, well, that I guess, you know, I suppose there is some political angle to it, but um, there. There are all thing, all sorts of different things to get conspiratorial on, right? And and I and I really think that there's just some point in that pool, as we're talking about our a biblical pool, where you're like really prone to conspiracy theories on right. something, and everybody it's different, you know. For right. you know, one guy it's the King James only kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. another guy, it's you know, it's going to be a little more political thing, and it could be different things. But you, you, we get ourselves really prone to it because we're starting to get into our scriptures, and we're realizing, okay, we well, first of all, we see a, a we see a evil. I mean, right. it's real. Evil's real. It's not just some thing that that the pastor or the priest talks about at church, you yeah. know, and um, and and we see that our Lord warns us that there are things that are. Done, some of that evil, there's things that are done in darkness. Right. And it's going to be brought to light. And, right. Um, you know, lots of these issues, they, and, and we see, especially like we talked about our eschatology, and we see where we're going to end up. So we we start wondering, okay, we know where we're going to end up. How are we going to get there? How is that? Right. How does that come apart? It, right. it does incline us towards to start theorizing things. And, and I don't know, what's this guy doing to get us there? What's that guy doing to get us there? And who are these people over here doing to get us there? And, right. And, uh, but then as you get deeper into that biblical pool, I think then you start not necessarily completely relinquishing it, but you, you understand that that's not where our focus should be. Right. And that's what I, I, I've been trying to do. Uh, I've bumped into several people and honestly, Andy is, a lot of them are, are believers, oh, Christian yeah, people, absolutely. and I'm seeing a lot of struggling believers, both at work, um, you know, in other places. And I like to point people back to scripture. Um, it's always and, the safest thing to do. <laughs> I do. I think it, it, in whether we're involved, whether we're digging into the uh, these conspiracy theories, or not. I mean, um, I think that that's the best place for us to be. And then the reason I brought up the 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 you know renewing your mind is because I, you know the that's where that's what scripture will do for us. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a period in my life where I had uh, insomnia. I had two bouts of severe insomnia, mm-hmm. and I, it was it was. Again, it's just a horrible time. I honestly, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. But the thing that I, I I went and saw someone. We talked about it. Was another guy, a great friend of mine. He he just kept pointing me back to scripture and back to Christ. And my point my point is is you know that's the answer. Mm-hmm. That is the answer. It's always the answer. It's always the answer. And it's like here, it's just right in front of us. Yeah, that's another thing that's just like we're inclined to do. And I think it's, it can be a shallower end of the pool thing is, you know, because I guess that's where I was when I went through it in my walk. But I become, I was saved in 1999. So it's, you know, coming up on 22 years. And, and there was a period there where you kind of feel like, um, okay, I understand the gospel. I understand what, I understand my, my sin. 
I understand my need for a savior. I understand who my savior is. I understand what my savior did. I understand all that, but now I need to get deeper, right? right? Well, it took a while to realize that deeper means who, what is my sin? Why do I need a savior? Who is my savior? What has my savior done? Right. All that same stuff that I just said that I thought was at the shallow end. Right. No, that's the deep end. Yeah. And, and it, there was, you know, but there was this period where you kind of feel like, and I think, I think people, that's what draws people into some other areas that you and I would disagree with within the church on, you know, things like, uh, charismaticism and new apostolic and stuff is, is that you get kind of drawn towards what people will say as a deeper, deeper faith, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. I understand my savior and I understand all that stuff, but now I got this other stuff I need to get into. You know, I gotta, I gotta hear God speak to me and I gotta, I gotta speak in tongues and I gotta do all these other things. And and it's kind of, I, you know, I used to call it like, like Jedi training for Christians. You know, you want to be the Jedi, you want to be the, the, the more, um, the, the the more experienced guy that can do all the wonderful things right. and whatnot, and and it takes a while to realize that um, your um, the whole thing, beginning and end, is just the gospel. Right. That's that's you know our salvation, but that's also our lifetime of sanctification, and yeah, ultimately our justification. It's all it's, it's just all, the gospel. It's all Jesus Christ. I mean, it, I mean, we we do like to complicate things. I I. Several years ago, quite a few years ago, I would actually say, I read a book called, um, I can't remember the name of it. It was uh, Simpling, Simplified Life or something like that. And it wasn't Christian at all, but it got me thinking about the simple things in life and keeping the main thing the main thing. And what is the main thing? It's Jesus Christ. He's the object of our faith. And mm-hmm. he is the main thing. It's uh, And the gospel is the method that we spread Jesus Christ, the man to a, a, a sinful dying world. That's, that's, you know, that's the purpose of, of that. But I, I, I always go back to Mary and Martha, you know, she was, which one was digging in the cupboards, trying to figure, <laughs> figure out where the spaghetti sauce was. And <laughs> one of them was doing all the work. And the other one's like, Jesus said, Whoa, hold on a second. What Mary, I think it's Mary, what she's doing is the best thing. And she was just sitting at the feet of Jesus, yeah. listening to him. Yep. And then when the Lord was going to be, he was going to be like, baptized. You know, it said, listen to from on high. The Lord God said, listen to, listen to him, listen to Jesus. It's, I don't think it's, I think it's simpler than we make it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not, I don't yeah. think it's as complicated as we tend to make things. Um, I mean, scriptures is, is, is a, there's a lot of difficult things to understand in there and it's, it's worth digging and trying to figure it out. Yeah. But, uh, I I just get really concerned when I see, you know, people who clearly trust, you know, they, they, they understand their scripture. They, they trust their Bibles. I mean, their theology is good, but get led astray by, um, you know, another big conspiracy theory that I've noticed over the years, it just, I don't know why it didn't dawn on me earlier in the conversation is, um, is, is the medical stuff. And, and the reason why I don't, I said, I don't understand why, I don't know why it didn't dawn on me earlier is having a son who went through brain cancer. Right. You know, I got a lot of it where, 
you know, not necessarily from all from believers, but you know, cause it comes out from all angles, but the people who, um, have their whole theories behind what cancer is and where, what causes it and how to cure it and how to treat right. it and, and all that. And it's not just cancer. Right. It, it was any, any um, medical malady, you know, people, right. people will have their little remedies and stuff. Right. And, um, and, and, and it can be concerning because they can be so caught up in their view of an, an proper understanding that there is an evil in the world. Right. And kind of go overboard with it and then just describe anybody who is a medical professional, therefore, is driven by that evil nature. Yeah. Yeah. In Ephesians, it talks about that. Um, Ephesians chapter 5. And this is the the NIV. It says uh, in verse 8, for you were once darkness. And uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't say you were in darkness. It says you were darkness itself. So it's like, you know, how do we figure it's, out what sin actually is? That's interesting because I like to go back to a quote from Phil Johnson. Where, you know, we talk about believers being salt and light. And that so so many of us will say, well, God told us to be salt and light. And right. Phil Johnson was the guy that pointed out, no, he doesn't tell us to be salt and light. He says we are salt and light. Right. Yes, so exactly. That, I mean, that's just the other side of that saying. It is darkness. Yeah. I think I don't think we we truly understand the depth of our sin. Mm-hmm. We were darkness itself. Uh, I had a teacher uh I keep referring to this teacher, his name is Monty Scholl, and he's passed passed on now, but I learned so much from this man. He was the teacher of the uh the founder of the village schools of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And um he just taught us. Some, village schools is a local thing. Yeah, right? it's a local yeah, thing. Awesome. But he taught us something something and it's like I was just stunned by by him and when he said, think of it as a tree, sin as a tree. Mm-hmm. That when we sin, that's the leaves. Sin is the leaves. Our sins, I'm sorry, plural. My sins are the leaves. But sin is the root, and that's who I am. The root of, you know, the sin. Sins are, sin is the root sins are the fruit yeah and it's 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 much worse than we act and i'm not trying to be negative well, here, that, but it's yeah, much I mean, that's worse than a, that's you, another way of looking at you know people have people will say i'm not um i don't sin you know i'm not a sinner because i sin i sin because i'm a sinner right because you know it's a, just a different angle of looking at a different way to look at that same core truth Right. And that and so that sin, the sinful heart of man, knows no bound. And the these these conspiracy theories that we're discussing drag us kick you know, some of us kicking and screaming, hopefully kicking and screaming, drag us into kind of a realm of like evil. Yeah. Seriously. And uh in Ephesians chapter five it says I don't know what am I looking at here? That we are not to even gaze upon evil. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no, heard... feel free to look it up if you want. All right. Uh, Don't no feel rushed. Trying to. I just had something here too. Well, anyways, that that we are to be more like infants rather than you know be innocent mm-hmm. when in regards to evil. I'm kind of paraphrasing there. Yeah, but. This is not for us. 
we are not mm-hmm. when we you know when well, we pass that's, this that's where we wonder where where do we balance like we are supposed to be wise as serpents but gentle as doves right right we're all supposed to be aware of the wiles of the devil now but being aware of the wiles wiles of the devil do we need to be into intricately knowledgeable in every detail of what the devil does or do right. we just have to be generally knowledgeable in in his his overall strategies yeah you know you, i would like to say my daughter and i kind of kick up get a kick about this you know we just when we see something okay well make a note of it you know be informed mm-hmm. but don't be you know the the verse i was looking for is in first uh, corinthians 14 20 it says brothers stop thinking like children in regard to evil be infants but in your thinking be adults so the evil is just somewhere i i'm so convinced that we as believers should not be getting involved with. I mean, there's scriptures that talk about exposing evil. Mm-hmm. And so I, well, so that's I, what I think. And I don't even know how to, I mean, how do you, how do I articulate? Right. Like the whole, I mean, the whole, we're trying to do a whole show a whole hour on this, but the, articulate what our, approach should be to these issues and these, you know, right. I call them conspiracy theories. Now people might not like that, but you'll understand what I mean, you know, cause, cause I might not be talking necessarily about one that you uh, uh, hold to, you know, mm-hmm. I, I brought up the flat earth and I brought up the, the medical stuff because I know some people do hold to those, but others hold to other ones and stuff. And, right. and, um, you know, for all I know, there's one that I hold to that I just haven't seen it in that light. Right. And so I think that's also another thing to just kind of be aware of. And um, I think it's important to, uh, you know, as you're holding to some of these things to, is that to, if, I mean, the first tip off would be you're in a minority that believes it. Okay. That doesn't mean it's not true. It just means you're in a minority. We're, we're, we're Christians. We hold to the Bible, right? right. We, we are in a minority on that regard. Okay. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. But there has to be some point where you realize you got to draw a line and say, okay, once the things I know to be true get to the other side of that line, I just need to disregard it. It's not the right. case, you know, you know, in regards to this election stuff, you know, you brought up, you know, like all the things that were going to happen. Well, none of them happened. Right. You know, at what point do you got to draw a line and say, well, you know, we're being told that this is going to happen. No, it doesn't yeah. happen. And now this is going to happen. No, it doesn't happen. And now right. this is going to happen and it doesn't happen. At what right. point do you stop and say, okay, it's none of it was true. Right. Um, I, I didn't have any reason to know that it wasn't true at the time, but now I'm at that point. I need right. to let it go. Yeah. I think that's the key right there is just let it go. Yeah. And, it, and in dealing with the, the evil aspects of it, we need to, um, to know that the Lord is going to deal with evil. Ultimately, he mm-hmm. will. And that's in the big, the grand conspirators plan. He's going to deal with evil. And that's, I, I think we should, I, I don't think it's up to us to deal with that. I think that goes too far. Mm-hmm. So, you no, know, I, and, I, and I brought up uh, the medical stuff just because, uh, you know, it's, it's hard enough if you come down with a serious medical malady like cancer that alone can be hard, but then when you're the parent, you know, yeah, it was it was especially hard because we are dealing with the child with with cancer, right. and then we've got people telling us that it's 
it's our fault because, you know, we, we let him have this or we put him in that situation or, you know, and, and none of it was true. Right. And, um, and, and then there are people trying to offer, we had all kinds of people trying to offer us all these alternative ways of making sure that we get our son cured. And you know what? We ended up realizing that it, it, it was probably best to just trust the doctors. Right. Those doctors might not be believers, but, but the Lord and his common grace has put them in our <laughs> lives and he's given them a knowledge that they know how to, how to deal with the situation. And, and now we're, um, coming up on nine years that he's been completely clear. And yeah. so I think history has shown that that was the right way to go and right. but not, but it was especially difficult going through that period where, you know, we had come to the conclusion in our minds that no, like this, this particular cancer type just happens. There's nothing you can do to stop it or prevent it. And right. there's only a, you know, there's a right way to treat it. And that's what we did. We followed our doctor's advice and, and it ended up being, uh, sage advice. Yeah. Now I wouldn't trust those people um, to, to to show me how to deal with my sin problem because they're right. not believers. Yeah. But they did help with my son's cancer problem. You know, Andy, I think that the we're human. We're human. We're only human. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, you know, I'm probably going to get a little slack for this, but we just we need to kind of give ourselves a little bit of a break um, because. I think the, you know the Lord knows that we're human, and He He made us, mm-hmm. and He knows He knows what you know we we're like. Yeah. Um, we we tend to you know our our first response is to be we want to protect what we feel is ours. You know, our children are ours, our homes are. Yeah. And so a, a lot of even with the conspiracy theories. We're, you know, we're kind of thinking, oh, you know, what's going to happen to me? I mean, how am I going to, how am I going to protect my family? How mm-hmm. is this going to work out? You know, that's why people are buying guns, they're buying gold, they're buying Bitcoin, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Is, the worst of it is a lot of those are 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 built in such a way that that they just maximize fear because right. they say not only is it coming, there's nothing you can do to stop it, there's nothing you can do to prevent it, there's nothing you can do to protect yourself from it. Right. There's nothing you can do. You're you know you're a Jew in Warsaw ghetto yeah. and the hit and the, the Nazis are coming. Right. And there's nothing you can do about it. You know, it, it, I, you know, I've, I've thought about that and I think that, and this might be a bit of a cliche and I apologize for that, <laughs> but we really, I've really pondered lately that I need to give over, you know, talk about trusting God for the mm-hmm. future, for my fears, all these conspiracy theories. I need to give over to him my life. The, 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 when is the, the last day of my life when I'm going to die and how I'm going to die? You don't know. <laughs> we don't know that. Yeah. The only, the only person that knew how he was going to die, um, I could be wrong. I think it was Peter. Jesus said, you're going to stretch forth your hands and they're going to, you know, so Peter, I think it's a curse <laughs> to know how you're going to die. I mean, Peter must've been, I mean, I'm speculating, but. He was like, oh, man, I, you know, I, yeah. that, but we know the Lord knew he could bear that burden because he right. wouldn't have given it to him. Otherwise, he, he always gives us an out and that's in yeah. his word. And in uh, Proverbs three, 
Five, trust in the Lord with all your heart. There's the trust thing again. But yeah. it's all of our heart. Yeah. All of it. Now, let's not be half-baked Christians. Mm-hmm. This is, whether this conspiracy theory is true, uh, uh, whether this is the end of the age, end of the church age or not, we're, now it's not the time to be a half-baked yeah. Christian. So we we trust him with all of our heart. Yeah. And lean not into our own understanding. Like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. get get in the fetal position and, you know, let's, or, you know, we want to be protecting ourselves and everything that we do is about ourselves. I mean, and, and, and I get that. We're human. God knows that. Mm-hmm. And in all your ways, there it is. Acknowledge him. Yep. Let's, let's acknowledge him. This half-baked Christian stuff is not for our time. Esther said, you know, you know, it might be for such a time as this that I'm here. Yeah. She's like, okay, you know, and I, I'm guessing she was probably pretty scared. Yeah. there's. I'm guessing there's a lot of fear there. She walked into the king's court and like, uh-oh, this might be it. And he will make your path straight. Guess what? Our paths are crooked. Yeah. They are. They're messed up. Our paths are all over the place. Jesus was so, uh, after he raised Lazarus, he wouldn't even go out to the people. He was in a house. Uh, I think it was Lazarus' house. I don't remember where it was. but And he wouldn't even go out to the people because he knows what's in the heart of man. He knows that we are darkness, that, it, that we are not in darkness, that we are darkness. Mm-hmm. So we get pulled into all these theories and, yeah. and things like this. And it's like, wow, you know, you got to wonder. What's going on? <laughs> Are we? Is this it? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe well, going, going back to the anxiety that I was going through for a while. One thing that uh, helped me come back out of it um, was in in the in the prayer in the praying um, was understanding that I started thinking about well, what is what what does the scriptures say about um, you know, things like trusting God and and um, and when, you know, I mentioned earlier that that anxiety and fear are the opposite of faith. Okay, so if, yeah, we're told not to be afraid, and I and I knew right then and there. You know, I knew as I'm going through it, I I am full of anxiety, and I would say it's fear. Where's where are things going? Am I going to be able to um, lead my family and take care of my family in in tough tough times that that appear to be coming? And, uh, and I knew as I'm thinking that, that, um, that, that fear is the opposite of faith and that I'm not exercising faith in, in, in that. And, and I confessed it as sin and asked the Lord, you know, help me through yeah. this, help give me the faith, you know, faith is a gift. I'm, I'm lacking it now. <laughs> give me faith, please. Right. Right. Uh, but I also realized that, uh, we're really like when it kind of going back to that preparation thing, you know, why do we prepare that the, the Lord really is so many times just tells us basically to, to just be concerned with today. Yeah. Don't be concerned with tomorrow. Be concerned with today. Just get through today. Right. And that helped a lot too. Just realizing, well, I can do that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, And, and especially with his help and, and, and that greater measure of faith that I prayed for. And as he gives me that, Getting through today, yeah, that's bearable. Yeah, 
getting through, you know, five years from now, that's, that's where the, the, it becomes unbearable. Yeah. You know, Eric always talks about, and I've heard him saying a, a few times that we don't need to get, how does he say that again? We only need to get through this. We don't need to get through this life. Wait a minute. Now I'm messing that up. <laughs> we only need to get through this life. We don't even need to get out alive. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's right. That sounds like something Eric would say. Yeah. So as far as, you know, a day at a time, absolutely. I would like to say, you know what? You know, there was a time in my life where I, I didn't like taking medication. It just bugged me. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you know, I'm... I'm a strapping young man and I, I don't need this. Well, guess what? I got high blood pressure, high cholesterol. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just, you know, I, I need to get. And so I came up with this theory, this, this saying of it's kind of my own, that all I really need to do is get this carcass, my carcass down the road, <laughs> get my carcass down the road and wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we, you know, I, I'd like to talk more about waiting on the Lord because it's his plan. Mm-hmm. We have the beginning of time. We have the end of time. Whether we're approaching the end of time, we don't know, but it's still his plan. We are human beings on this planet in his plan, not ours. Mm-hmm. And we are, we are subject to time and we're set, you know, this this planet that we're on is cursed because of sin, the darkness that is in all of us, darkness itself. And so here we are subject to all of this, and we need to realize it. I think we need to realize it that, hey, you know what? This is the way it is. I'm on this planet. This planet is spinning around and around and around, and it goes around the sun once a year, and it's over and over and and over again. And I'm not trying to make this into, you know, God made it beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing, but we're still, but because of sin, we're subject to this stuff. Yeah. But God has a beginning. God has an end. We're here. And we just, honestly, we need to wait on him. And then he gives us perseverance in return. Yeah. And we just need to get our carcasses down the mm-hmm. road. Mm-hmm. Is is kind of what I'm thinking, and yeah. Well, there's a lot of uh, just trusting in providence in that too. Just understanding that, like, I absolutely you know, we have a duty to obey the, the word and to to serve faithfully and to do to do Abs- right. Absolutely. And I think if and he knows what our abilities are to do that, to exercise that, and if we just put that on him and then just realize that. It, whatever is going to happen is going to happen within his providence. You know, that right. helps to take some of the load off too. And that but. brings us to Paul. Um, I love this section of scripture in Acts chapter 20. Uh-huh. Um, Monty again would talk about, uh, I forget the name of the course he called it, but it was about the, the fire in the belly that Paul had. And, and let's see, Acts twenty twenty two, and there's a few verses here. It says, and now... Compelled by the Spirit, which is the what Monty said was the fire in the belly. He was compelled by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. Is that? I mean, we're all kind of that way. We're going. We're we're going down the road, 
We don't know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but he's still doing it. Paul just. But one way or another, the Lord will get us where he wants us. And in exactly. this case, Paul did it. He did it through Paul just by putting a fire in his belly. Right. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I may finish the race. Um, Monty says there's a race against time and against me, which is kind of true. Mm-hmm. I'm sometimes, you know, you've heard you, people say I'm my own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And he would finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. A task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. <laughs> and, that, and that's amazing. That if we think about it, that's really our place. I mean, I've I've worked um, in my current job. I've worked there, and it's almost been thirty years. And I've raised two girls. I have a house, and I've been just doing life. But now we come, you know, we come to this time that's questionable, and we have to wonder, you know. For such a time as this, is this it? Mm-hmm. The, are the conspiracy theories true, or, or, you know, we know that God's plan is true, yeah. But you know, well, that's we're, just, I guess, the kinda, fire in the belly is like, you know, maybe it's time. Yeah, maybe like Esther, we need to go into that courtyard and say, you know what, it might be the end of me. And but, I think you know, kind of as you know, we're we're crossing an hour, so we should oh, kind of getting into wrapping up, but. um I think that's a good way to close is just realize is just just stepping back. I think like you're, you're, you're basically saying stepping back and, and, uh, allowing Providence to run its course and, right. And, um, yeah, not to get too caught up in plotting out the details. Right. And again, going back to that term, you know, I, I, I brought up this term political Gnosticism <laughs> and, you know, there's a reason why Gnosticism was forbidden, you know, Right, and that, and that there there are things that are revealed, and there are things that are not revealed, and, right. and the Lord if will reveal that which He wants us to exactly. To and so. so, following you know, you start getting into Illuminati and trilateral oh commission, and don't get me started, and Andy. The globalists and, <laughs> and, all, and all that stuff, and you know, these, you know, these evil. Yeah. Forces are are probably there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if those groups are the ones that are they're wrapped up into. I don't know. Right. But 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 getting into the details of it is just not it's not healthy spiritually. It's not healthy. Yeah. So and, you know, taking it one day at a time, mm-hmm. like you had mentioned earlier, is it's a good thing. Not fearing about you know tomorrow. Yeah. You know, but yet planning script. You know we. A, a lot of the unbelievers, they don't have some of the problems that believers have. <laughs> I just don't think they do because well, they got know, bigger problems. <laughs> they have they have other they have other problems, but yeah. we we yeah. know some things that you know. Yeah, that's true. Some of it is it can be a heavy load to carry, right? And knowing. that's why you know the believers can, the, the, especially the eschatological view. You know, knowing that, right, knowing what's coming, and them knowing that they don't know what's coming, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but that's where we, you know, we should be out sharing the gospel with people. And well, one of the Timothys says to proclaim the excellencies of Christ. Mm-hmm. And in, again, in Colossians, it says, "Make the most of every opportunity." So yeah. let's make the most of every opportunity because there's people out there hurting, 
to proclaim and, and his excellencies. It's probably just going to pull, pull back in as I'm trying to wrap up, but yeah, that's a, another thing where I think conspiracy things can, conspiracy theories can kind of pull us in the wrong direction is that we want to be uh, digging in and, and finding details that really aren't, aren't, they're, they're not for us. And, right. and, and, and that pulls us away from focusing on sharing the gospel and, exactly. and saving, Amen. you know, I, I always fall back on, you know, when Jesus tells us to store up treasures in heaven and people think, right. well, you know, that's a big question. What are these treasures? Well, these treasures, yeah. <laughs> these treasures are fellow believers that when exactly. we share the gospel, we snatch them from the fire. I mean, this is the pretty much the only thing we can do that has eternal consequences is, exactly. is, to, is to present the gospel to somebody, right. see them saved, and then they become a treasure in heaven where right. you know, that's the only thing that you and I can take with from this world into the next. Exactly. Is, is, uh, it's the main thing. Other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Steve, thanks so much. I'm not sure how well I kind of hash this out. I, I kind of think... I think it was a great discussion. I think we can. I don't want to downplay that. It was definitely a great discussion. Uh, And it's a tough topic. And it's, it's really, like I said, it's hard to articulate my concerns and my thoughts. And, and, uh, and I thank you for coming in with me. I thank you for helping me through um, kind of thinking through through some of these things and, and, uh, and most importantly, pointing things back towards the gospel. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. Echo Zoe Radio is an outreach of Echo Zoe Ministries. If you are blessed by the show, please consider offering your support. There are many things you can do to help, including prayer, sharing the show with others, and your financial support. Echo Zoe Ministries is a registered nonprofit organization with 501c3 tax-exempt status, and your donations are tax-deductible. For more information about how you can support Echo Zoe Ministries, please visit echozoe.com support. That wraps up episode 155. Thanks for listening to Echo Zoe Radio. For show notes, visit echozoe.com slash 155. This is the part of the conclusion where I normally point you to social media, but social media being a bit of a mess these days, I simply want to point you to the website, echozoe.com. I'll be doing my best to keep up with the changes in the platforms that we're engaging in, and the website is always the best place to find current links. Lord willing, we'll be back next month with the April episode of Echo Zoe Radio.